Welcome back to Right on the Money, the go-to resource for your financial decisions. Now, our guest today, Robert Trejo, founder and managing partner of Coas Financial. Now, Robert, we've been talking about the firm. We've been talking about the fact that you're a fiduciary and how important that is. And we're going to talk now, I want to talk about your firm's focus on education. But before we do, um, I've gotten the pleasure of getting to know your firm. And how long have you been in business? Uh, 15 years now. 15 years. And for those folks that don't know, uh, I think one of the coolest things is that your practice has grown leaps and bounds. You've got a great practice now. And that you've grown at one client at a time, right? You're not... Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, uh, we pride ourselves in that. I mean, in a day and age where clients can be inheriting financial advisors, mm -hmm. meaning through a merger or acquisition, yeah. um, it's very common practice. Uh, we didn't inherit any of our clients. We've earned all of our clients. Mm -hmm. And we've earned our new clients and we've earned the business to maintain the clients that we already have through referrals. Yep. Um, our book of business and our client base is our core to the foundation of the firm. Um, and as it grows, we grow. Mm -hmm. uh, but I pride myself in knowing that when we look at our client list, we know every single one of those clients. Mm -hmm. We know where they came from, uh, whether it was starting out with a college plan to now their kids have uh, long since prospered <laughs> and they're still there with us. Uh, and now their children are clients of ours. We can trace back the origins of every client. Again, in today's day and age where social media and, and uh, to satisfy and have a great reputation like your firm does speaks volumes of, the, of how you work with people. Absolutely. The relationship is the core. Mm -hmm. uh, really, that's how we manage uh, our, our clients is through a relationship. We know where they're coming from. We know their objectives. And we know that every single client has a unique story to tell mm -hmm. and requires unique management. Now, one of the things I want to ask you about is something that we were talking about off camera. And you said, and I find this fascinating, you said that as a fiduciary, as an advisor, that your job isn't to manage returns. Right. Well, right. What did you mean by that? Well, I think ultimately that management of relationships starts with expectations. Mm -hmm. And we like to set the expectations up very clearly at the beginning uh, of any potential new client or existing client. We let them know that the management of returns is not the reason that you're hiring a firm like ours. Really? Um, most financial advisors maybe tote their returns or they, they lead with the potential for returns more so than they really should because ultimately as a fiduciary and as a financial advisor, my role is not to manage returns, but rather to manage the risk. Risk can be controlled. Risk can be managed. The returns are a byproduct of underlining investments that we choose, but we're not making that decision as to what those investments are until we have first managed the risk tolerance of a client and understand what type of risk that they're looking to take, in which case that we can control. There should never be any surprises on how a portfolio performs because we've set the expectation of that performance based on a risk tolerance. Hmm. Every client that comes through our firm, mm -hmm. uh, the first thing that they'll ever see before they see a proposal or a recommendation from us is a risk, to a risk tolerance questionnaire. So we, tell, tell me about this. So risk tolerance questionnaire, they, yeah. you sit down with them and, and help them fill that out or what well, happens there? We, we let them take it home. Mm -hmm. We don't want to fill it out with them. We walk them through what it actually is, which is a series of questions, uh, multiple choice that gives them different outcomes, mm -hmm. different 
paths to a, a financial goal. Because that path to the goal can be completely different from one client to another. Some clients might like a smoother ride. Sure. Some clients are have a longer timeline and are willing to take some volatility. But the point is everyone is going to be different. And we want them to spend the time on that questionnaire to really tell us a little bit more about them as an investor. Um, then and only then, once we receive that, we can start dictating, okay, what type of portfolio is best suited based on a risk tolerance. But that risk is what we manage. Mm -hmm. It's not the returns that are supposed to be managed. It's, it's, it really is based on a risk factor. I like it. I, I see where you're coming from with that then, because it, it is individual. It's how much can a person, how much are they willing to risk or what are they comfortable with and yeah. then you can, you can build the other way. Um, well, that's fascinating. Well, I mean, to that point, I mean, Dennis, what, uh, what is striking is when clients come back with that risk tolerance questionnaire, what we like to do first and foremost is uh, we'll come up with a score. Mm -hmm. And that score will tell us their risk profile, how much risk they're willing to take, or they're comfortable taking mm -hmm. in their portfolio. The next thing we do is we show them their existing portfolio, the one that they already had prior to coming into our firm. Yeah. And we kind of see, okay, now let's see where you're at compared to what you're investing in already. Very, very often is the case that their risk profile is much different than their actual portfolio risk tolerance. You know, very often is the case that clients are telling us that they're a, a conservative or a moderate investor, but their portfolio does not reflect that whatsoever. And they're more an aggressive portfolio versus what they're comfortable with. So that lets us know that there wasn't a true uh, vetting of their risk done before mm -hmm. their portfolio was put together or their portfolio was put together at a different time in their life oh, where they can point. take more risk, which is natural maybe during the accumulation years while they were still working, still putting the kids through school, and they had the time to warrant that type of risk. Yeah. But they've never revisited. You know, As their life has changed, they haven't revisited their portfolio and their risk. Do you, do you see a lot of shock? Oh, tremendous amount of shock. More surprise than anything. Surprise. Right. And, and we also get clients that you know, they just nod their head and they say, you know what, I knew it. I knew that I was probably too much, in too much risk. But this current market cycle that we're in kind of lulls us to, into a, 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 a sense of security. Yeah. You know, when you're in a market cycle that is as long as the one we've had now, you kind of almost expect that it will just continue. Mm -hmm. And you know, the changes that need to happen when we can forecast and think to ourselves, where are we in this cycle? Have we had a longer than normal rate of expansion? And what's beyond expansion? Well, beyond expansion, we, we ultimately hit a peak. That's right. Beyond the peak, there is contraction. And beyond the contraction, there's a recession. Now, do you still see the, the ghosts of 2008? Do you still see that with how clients view, how your clients view being in the market? Do you keep an eye to that? How, how does that work? Well, it's, it seems that we talk about 2008 as if it was a very long time ago. But you mm -hmm. know, as we all know, we can think exactly where we were in 2008. As we get older, yeah. time feels you know, <laughs> a lot shorter, right? It does. So it, you know, it used to be that in 2008, we would talk about the 2000 market crash. Mm -hmm. And 2000 was almost two decades ago. But 2008 was just yesterday, it seems like. Sure does. And uh, as it left us in this wake of a new economy, the, the aftermath of 2008 has not left our plans, has not left our minds, our thoughts, mm -hmm. and we're always planning for that next 2008. Um, 
you know, the old phrase that the markets are cyclical, mm -hmm. uh, this is true, but the cyclical nature of the markets, they can only do four cycles, right? That's right. It's, it's expansion, it's peak, it's contraction, it's recession. Mm -hmm. So the question is, where are we during that market cycle? That's one of the biggest challenges that we face right now that most people, most investors face right now. The biggest demographic of baby boomers is entering retirement during a market cycle that might not be as friendly towards distribution phase. Mm -hmm. uh, we talked about it uh, earlier, the sequence of returns risk. Yep. And uh, the sequence of returns is basically the, the returns that the market gives us and in what order they give us. Right. We've had a long in the tooth sequence of positive returns in this market cycle. We are overdue for negative returns. Those negative returns when they're met with withdrawals can be very, very, um, detrimental to a portfolio. Very. So we educate our clients and knowing, you know, when we are retiring and a lot of clients, a lot of retirees are facing that sequence of returns risk right Absolutely. now. We are going to talk about education because your firm has a serious commitment to educating not only, not only clients, but the public in general. Absolutely. And I want to talk about that. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break. So after the break, we've got more with Robert. We're going to talk about education. We're going to talk about those workshops you do, which if you're out there in the area, you need to come to one of these. That's coming up on Right on the Money. <laughs>